You've made it to episode four of the Vocationality Podcast. In this episode, Will and I are going to talk about session four of Vocationality, uh, a session called Your Fit. This is one of the most practical sessions of Vocationality. So if you're wondering where a lot of the conversations about money and work schedules and things like that, relationships with your coworkers come into play in Vocationality, this is the session. So I'm really excited uh, for this discussion that you're going to hear between Will and I. I hope that it's helpful. So uh, let's get into it. Okay, so we are talking about vocationality session four. And uh, this session of vocationality is called Your Fit. So tells me, tell me, huh, that might be the first edit. Right. Tells me. Tells me. Tells me. Uh, William tells me. Um, maybe I'll just leave that in now. Uh, <laughs> no uh, offense to anyone with that accent. We love your accent. Yeah, That's why uh, we were enjoying uh, it just now. Yes. Uh, tell me what happens in Vocationality Session 4. So Session 4 is called Your Fit. And in many ways, I think this is one that um, is unexpected. Um, it's not because it's bizarre. It's just an aspect of people's work life that maybe they don't pay as much attention to. They may, they may have a sense of uh, wanting to do work they care about. They may have a sense of wanting to bring to their work things they're good at. <laughs> um, but your fit is all about the environment that you're doing your work in. Is it actually helping you to do your best work or is it keeping you from doing good work? There's a whole continuum that you could imagine um, all the way from the boiler room atmosphere of Wall Street, which would uh, fry most people's nerves and some people would thrive in, <laughs> all the way down to maybe a, a monastic kind of uh, existence where you're on your own most of the day in silence and doing quiet work. Some people would thrive in that. Most people would not. Um, so the environment that you're in has a fit, has a kind of fit to you. It's a little bit like a pair of jeans. Um, most people have gone jeans shopping. Jeans shopping can be a little frustrating or, or it can be great depending on whether the jeans you're finding fit you or not. And, and no one is expecting jeans to fit them perfectly. To get a perfect pair of jeans, you're going to have to pay uh, a designer a lot of money and have your body measured in all kinds of strange ways. Um, what we're really looking forward in, in, in a pair of jeans is do I feel good in them? Um, maybe even do they make me happy? Do, do I look good in them? When it comes to your job, it's the same kind of concept. We're trying to pay attention to the environments that you're working in only enough so that there's a good fit, so that you're actually able to use your gifts in, in the way that you connect with the world and get stuff done that you're proud of. If you're being hindered by your environment and not paying attention to it, that could be a major blind spot. So what are uh, some of the categories then that, that we talk about whenever we talk about fit? Sometimes this is the actual physical environment that you're working in. Is it too hot? Is it too cold? Is it too noisy? Um, is it too quiet? Um, are, do you feel too exposed? This is part of the open office conversation right now. Do you feel too isolated? Some of it's more relational. Um, what is the relationship that you'd like to have with a boss? Or with coworkers, um, this is the part where we need to be careful. This is not wish fulfillment, right? 
Uh, we're not, we're not uh, assuming that your job exists to help you self-actualize. Um, so if you're, if you're thinking that, that's not the purpose of a job. Um, that's one of the fringe benefits of a job that fits you well, is that it will help you to grow as a person, help you to be yourself well. But your job exists because someone needs value created in some way. Ideally, you fit that, and you're able to deliver that. But those kinds of dynamics like relationships, physical environment, the roles you're playing um, that seem to fit you most naturally, the social environment that you're in, which for some people is not just one social environment the whole day. Some people like to alternate between alone time and work in small groups. Some people thrive when they're in front of a massive group and they're giving a talk or leading a workshop. Um, So paying attention to those aspects of your work is significant as well. This is also the vocationality session uh, in which we talk about money. Absolutely. It's worth paying attention to the shape of your life um, right now because everybody uh, needs to make money. Now, you may be in a situation where you don't, it's not as pressing for you to make money. In fact, you may even be in a situation where you're getting ready to retire and you don't need to make money anymore, but you'd still like to be yourself well. Um, But most people we're working with uh, would like to make money. So how much? How much do they actually need to make versus how much they'd like to make? Sometimes they're verbalizing these, again, for the first time. You may know it instinctively, but it may just feel like this is not enough. Okay, well, what would be enough? Uh, To a certain extent, money is one of those elusive kinds of things. It may never feel enough. But when you look at your life right now, how much money do you actually need to make? And how much would you like to make? What about the location where you're working? Would you be willing to move out of your city if there were an ideal job or a job that were much better fit for you? Or are you really, is there something that tethers you where you are? Um, what about the environment, um, the culture that you're working in? Are there certain aspects of a culture that are essential to you that you must see in an employer or that you'd like to see? Are there some that are taboo uh, and that would make you say, I'm, I would never work for an employer that allowed X or encouraged X. Well, that we give you time to capture that because that's worth paying attention to. This is an aspect of the fit for you that may have felt invisible in the past to you. It may have felt like, I just don't, I, I don't like some of the aspects of my work. Okay, which ones? <laughs> um, if we start to pay attention to those, now you get to make decisions. If you're looking at your current work, for instance, and another option, now you, get, now you have some data to look at to say, it's not just this feeling that I have to work from, it's actual line items. This one has more than the other one. And I know that by staying in this job, I'm saying it's going to need to be okay for me to put up with X. But now I know that it's a conscious choice rather than something that's happening to me. It feels to me like session four kind of um, puts the other vocationality sessions in relief or, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Mm. That if you try to talk about calling and gifts without talking about fit, you're going to run into roadblocks. Yes. I think most of us more often think about fit, Absolutely. especially money, yes. without considering calling and gifts. Definitely. Um, something, a, a, a pattern that I've, I've begun to notice is that uh, a lot of uh, people looking to change careers will put a, a, a leg uh, pretty firmly on, on a higher salary. Mm-hmm. And that put a lot of pressure on that, thinking if I made... Fifteen to twenty thousand more dollars, yes. then I would be happy. Wow! Yeah, um, and and really, that's very rarely the case. Um, and very, 
I've, I've noticed that um, uh, people who go through vocationality actually begin to kind of tune in to, to exactly the, the amount that they need to make, and they realize, oh, actually, if I you know worked uh, four 12-hour days instead of five eight-hour days, I would be a, a whole lot happier. And that's, mm. that's almost enough. Yes. I actually created vocationality while teaching at Clemson University, and I uh, taught this to upperclassmen, so juniors and seniors. And one of the students who changed his major, <laughs> to my surprise, uh, pleasant surprise, um, came to me and he said, I had been training for this particular profession because that's what my parents do, and it makes a lot of money. And I realized that I've always felt deeply connected to this other kind of work. And in some ways, I was not giving myself permission to think about it because I didn't think it would make as much money. And I've become convinced that if you're doing work you're made to do and that you love, then you'll be successful in it. And that's, you know, that, that will translate to enough money at some point. It's not worth slogging through something that you're not a fit for just because somehow you think it's going to make bank for you. Mm. At some point, you're going to burn out, and the money's not going to become worth it. Mm. So if someone wanted to apply uh, some of these ideas today, if they wanted to kind of assess um, the the fit of their of their current role, and maybe even uh, in order to understand if, if they need to make significant adjustments to their, their job right now, or even find a new place to work, how could someone apply this idea of fit? If you heard our last episode, I talked a little bit about the idea of flow, those uh, moments or long periods of time when you are so connected to your work that you lose track of time, um, that uh, you're just deeply joyful um, in your work. And I encourage you to start paying attention to when that happens. I would encourage you to also pay attention to how often is your flow happening in your work and when it's happening, pay attention to the environments that you're in. Is it most often happening when you're working alone? Is it most often happening when you're workshopping in a small group or when you're doing exactly this defined uh, category uh, that your boss has handed off to you? And, And in fact, that safety of having everything defined is where you do your best work. Are you doing your best work while you're uh, driving home <laughs> or taking a walk around your office or are you doing it when you're sitting at your desk? Some of those will start to give you cues about the environment, the fit that helps you to do your best work. Because in fact, it's almost like a uh, metal detector. You're holding up a metal detector to those moments of flow and you're asking questions about them that now can tell you something about the environment that, get, that uh, sets up your best work. So that's session four of vocationality. I hope you found that description helpful. And again, if you want to sign up for vocationality yourself, you can reach us at vocationality, that's vocation, A-L-I-T-Y, dot com. We'd love to meet with you. If you want, you can even schedule just a very short 10 to 15 minute conversation with Will or I to talk more about if vocationality is right for you 
at this time in your life, uh, we'd love to, for free, just take a few minutes to hear about where you are, the kinds of things that you're sorting through, uh, whether they're things that are adding stress or new opportunities that have come up that you just want to navigate well. We would love to talk. So go to our website, sign up for a short conversation, and we'll see you then.